right. Well, good morning. We're here with Brian Kelly, and I'm just going to let you jump in. I mean, we still associate you with Common Ground, so. That's what I am. (laughs) Kind of tell us what's going on there, and then we can jump to the camp, and you can give us an update there. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, um, I'm sorry I couldn't be with you this morning in person. I wanted to. One of my challenges now is I've got a, I basically have my three-year-old now, um, grandson. He's with me full-time, and so I he is the son of my adopted daughter, Sierra, and so she's had some pretty bad mental health challenges, and so he's he's mine, and I'm trying to work through a adoption or, a, you know, something, but I couldn't. He's still asleep, so I couldn't. Okay, no, we understand. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out a, um, a daycare situation for him. He just turned three, and it's been a little challenging. So anyway, that's why I'm not there in person. I really would have liked to be there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you say it's it's – I understand why it's a little challenging, you know, trying to understand, but say you still associate with me with common ground. Well, that's exactly what we still are. I mean, we, um, the way we've been describing it. And I think I said it last time is that we, um, same mission, just, uh, the way we're carrying it out is different now. And it's always honestly been part of the, the missionary strategy was to hand over the, the local work in the local neighborhood to people from the area and people that are, you know, doing long-term work in the area, especially, you know, racially, that was what we always wanted to do. So it took me a little longer than we hoped. I think 15 years was the initial thought it took us, you know, we're going on 18 now. And so um, we're still common ground. That's not changing. Uh, Ken Austin has uh, assumed a lot of the after-school programming and things like that ever since they got the big grant and the other facility They've been able to do the adult focus of what they're doing at the uh, the old TV station building, and, and they've actually just gotten another grant from the um, city to do a lot of the kind of hosting of the homeless and kind of adult ministries and things out of their building. And so they've got a lot of other organizations, or at least a handful of them, renting from him and over there, which opened up the need for them to have a facility to continue to do what we've been doing and Ken's been doing all along. And so they have taken over the common ground facility for a no rent lease um, for the last year and have just paid utilities and insurance. And as of this week, we've actually just made a deal to sell them the property for about a little less than it's, you know, value. So Ken's board has agreed to, to buy the property and we're going to roll a little bit of that money into continuing to renovate and do what we're doing up at the camp. And so that's what's, our board still hadn't approved it. We're going to do that today or tomorrow. So, you know, please don't say anything about that until they at least get to vote on it. But we've straw polled it and said that's what we're going to do. So um, I'm excited. We, we've, you know, had that focus for all those years inside the neighborhood. Um, uh, there's been a lot of reasons. I explained most of them last time for why we've decided to shift this way and um, now become more of an, an, a, a summer and intensive throughout the year ministry for the kids and families in Washington Park specifically, but also for the kids and families uh, that want to come and from Shoals, from Troy, the other two common grounds. And then also that's my child, Valiant Cross Academy. Um, and then there's one out of Lakeland, uh, Parker Street Ministries, and then two in Atlanta that are all partnering with us um, to come and start bringing their kids and families to our camp. The thing that's kind of new that we're working on now is um, I said this last time we want to offer the camp not only for kids and families from the inner city, but we want to start doing intensive work and impacting people from the church in general, from the Montgomery area that need impact. And so we will want to start having marriage 
I've said this before, losing your marriage makes me really want to see people's marriages make it. And so we want to start doing marriage retreats. We want to start doing um, men's retreats, women's retreats. And we're getting into the trauma and addiction and um, um, things like that side of things too. And so I'm actually this week and all this year doing a, a pastoral sexual addiction training um, to get certified to deal with people with sexual addiction. Um, a lot of our kids have been sexually abused. They've, they're dealing with pornography. They're dealing with a lot of things that are um, really affecting our community. And so I'm doing the certifications and training on that this calendar year. I'll finish up this summer to help start working with kids that way. Um, my own son, Levi, has been having some struggles and dealing with some things um, at Pike Road. And it's really opened my eyes, again, to the lack of access for teenage boys specifically with a lot of the pain and struggle that they're feeling in life, both from trauma and from, um, for him, marijuana, to be honest with you, and some of the other things that he tends to start numbing out with. And so um, when we kind of start looking into all those things, there's just not a lot of access for kids from our communities to go. I was looking into a place uh, for Levi, and there's a really amazing program that everybody's been telling me about. We looked into it. And for three months, it's about $60,000 to go to. <laughs> and I just find that very um, inaccessible for most people in the world. You know? And so it kind of got me excited to continue to work with him and, and find help for him, but also to create space at this camp to bring kids that, that are dealing with different types of trauma and addiction throughout the year to be able to come and do intensives with certified counselors and with different people with different areas. And so for me, just demonstrating the gospel and the kingdom of God through using this property now with kids and families from the neighborhoods, but also expanding our services to people that, that are connected to us and connected us through a lot of different ways, families in the church, families all over the place. We'd like to do that throughout the year. So um, that's where we are. In terms of progress, we have finished now the interior of, um, let me see, one, two, three. Well, the interior of three cabins, we've got four more in progress we're waiting till we get um, 12 of them uh, complete on the inside, which we think we can do by the summer. And then we're going to come and do all the outside of all of them with new, so they don't look like little block buildings. And so we're going to do all the landscape and do a, a kind of a stone look on, on the outside of them and change them from cabins to cottages is what we're calling them now um, and getting them ready. And this summer we've already have, we have four churches scheduled to come and spend a week with us and, and do a start, training and doing um, help with churches, kind of reaching out in their communities. But second, we're going to partner that with um, Valiant Cross, Common Ground, or Mercy House Children, the other two Common Grounds, and then the Parker Street Kids um, from Lakeland, Florida. So we'll do five weeks this summer of week-long overnight camps for the first time. And so I'm real excited about that. And um, we're starting to really open the door to bring in churches and groups to come in and train missionally and how to reach out to their communities while they serve in Montgomery and serve on the camp with us. And so that's where we're headed. We're in a hundred percent building phase right now um, until this summer. And so we're just raising money and, and building cabins and finishing up two main buildings on the property right now and shooting for all for use of all those this summer. So again, hope to have 12 cabins, worst case scenario, we'll have 10 ready for this summer. And um, we've got 22 total. So we're, we're trucking along, trying to get all those done as fast as we can. Um, but it's been a little bit challenging. You know, there, we've, we've narrowed it down to about, we've said 25 and then we've said 40. We're sitting at around $30,000 a cabin right now to finish them all is what we figured out as we've gotten going. And so, um, I don't know, it's going real well. 
Uh, like I said before, uh, even doing this class this week, I'm doing an intensive this week. And yesterday's and today have all been about trauma and the effects on the brain, and especially in at-risk communities. And it's just this kind of vision we've always had to, to share the gospel and disciple and raise up families and leaders from the neighborhood. Um, that trauma component is a massive impediment as far as the effect on the brain and what happens to children from our neighborhood. Um, it's just incredible. You know, the, so we're trying to figure out how do you continue to, to add layer on layer of impact long-term of these families um, in a way that, that helps them break out of the violence, the poverty, the um, hopelessness, the, you know, the kind of, I've watched it for years, the depression that kind of comes over kids' eyes and the numbing out that happens when they get to about middle school or high school and they start being very honest about what's happened in their life and in their neighborhood, lack of fathers, all those things. And so um, I used to think you could kind of gospel people out of that. And I'm not saying the gospel is not the power for salvation and life change and all that. I just starting to see it as this is part of the process that God wants to use in people's lives to heal um, and I want it to be God centered. I don't want it to be just, you know, brain based. So that's where we are with things. And I'll stop talking for a minute and answer any questions that you might have. Wow. That's incredible. Y'all, the last time we talked to you, you were very beginning of the building. So it sounds like you've really come a long way to us. I know to you day to day, it probably doesn't feel that way. Do you still have the gentleman on site from, I think he was from Africa with the horses? Yeah. He's got 30 horses on site. Yep. And, um, yeah, he's a godly man, loves being there. He's, he's a good man. So Moses is his name. <laughs> and he's there, yeah. And, um, yeah, he's a close friend of mine, known him since I was in college. So 30 years now, he's been a good man, but he's still on site with them. We, uh, we have a donkey on the premises now. We have, um, a couple, couple camp dogs that are up there and 30 horses. And so, um, I mean, it's a lot of fun. You know, I can't wait for kids and families to be there, but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going it's going well. It's like it's slower than I want to be honest with you. I, I still have this three million dollar dream, you know, go raise three million. I can do everything I want to do on that property with all the buildings and all the things. And so that's my goal for this year to at least knock out a million of that. And um, I'd love to do all three million. I just haven't found the right the right people yet, the right donors. And so um, yeah, that's all. I mean, money's all we're waiting on. We've got we finally found great contractors. I didn't realize how hard that would be. Um, that has been terrible we've gone we've cycled through three or four contractors some of them tried to take our money and not come back others did subpar jobs we had to fire them we had we finally got two guys that actually are staying up on the property and they're not leaving until we don't have money for them anymore and so they're staying on the property and, and renovating cabins and they're they can do it at about a three three and a half week pace now so is what we figured out they can start with a completely gutted cabin and have it done in three and a half weeks and so you know, like I said, I like to say we're $30,000 away from the next cabin, you know, at, at any time. And uh, now that I have good workers and people up there, and it's just been real nice to work with them. And the guy that's working with me, Matt Kemp, his wife is the one that runs the local child evangelism fellowship, Naomi Kemp. And yes. so it's been really fun. We're part, we're trying to figure out a way to partner with them to start bringing kids up through their work as well. Um, and with the scouts, um, you know, there's some people that really still have a heart for the Lord and working with the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and things like that. And so we're, it's fun to partner. I think what we can really become is an evangelistic. I feel like we've always been evangelistic, just walking with people. But um, what I really want to do is, is with all these organizations, some are better than others at communicating, you know, the faith to people. And so I want to become a place where as that's my child and Valiant Cross, who they're excellent, but I still want to bring their kids up here and 
and so on and so on. We want to start being the kind of intensive evangelistic organization too for a lot of these orgs. And then I think I mentioned this last time. Um, we want to be a father-son kind of building org. We want to replicate some of the out, what was it, outback, I think people call it. We want to start doing that kind of work with fathers and sons. And the, I mentioned this last time, but there's, there's a, about 12, 30-year-old guys, that 30, 33-year-old guys that I had when they were 17. Um, they're all fathers now, and they're really wanting to – I mean, they're all great fathers. They're coaches at their you know, local leagues. They're coaches at the middle school. They're um, really – amazing guys, but some of them are married, some of them are, but they're all involved in their kids' lives, which is beautiful. And they're, they're wanting to, I want to start doing a quarterly thing with them where they bring their sons up and really connect with them. And, um, and so just, just things like that, that I really want to continue to see the gospel go out through these service opportunities and sharing with people that come up there is what I'm excited about. Wow. What a vision. That's awesome. Uh, I'm kind of slow. So you need to help me with this. The name of the camp is Onawa. So Onawa, O N A W A, Onawa. It All means right. it means it's a Creek Indian word that means live awake, and it's this idea of people awakening um, to the Lord, awakening to connection with one another, um, awakening to the design God has for them, and as worshipers and um, contributors in the world for the gospel and, and demonstrate the kingdom of God, and so. And the way that we're pitching that is Onawa is just an asset of common ground. That's what it is. It's an expression of a place now that we can bring kids. You know, we've been embedded in the community for almost 18 years now. Um, again, missionally, that's something we've turned over now. And now we're creating a space where the Ken Austins of the world and CJs and um, uh, he's, uh, we got a guy, um, Sky Stewart, and he's the young African-American man that runs common ground up in Shoals they now can bring their kids and families and staff to, and we can pour into them. And so we we're um, through Onawa, through the, the opportunity to bring them in. We want to coach and nurture and train and develop the frontline workers and their staff and their families and provide therapeutic care for them. Um, Brandon Gant, by the way, who you've supported and poured into for years, we're partnering with Brandon and he's going to come in and do a lot of work with people as well. And there's a few other um, certified therapists that are going to start working with us that way. Um, and then Dr. Anthony Gordon, who was very instrumental, at least coaching and encouraging, I think, some of the Montgomery Christian, but definitely the Valiant Cross startup. He's going to be helping us and working with some of the boys and families as well um, and coming up and working with me. He's on our board, by the way. And so um, that's Onawa is going to be the place where we can now do some intensives. It, I, you know, it sounds weird to say because we've been so, you know, walking alongside, living in the middle of doing life on life and all those years in the neighborhood. But a lot of my impact in my life has been through weekend, week-long, summer training and intensives, whether it had been campus outreach or whether it had been churches or um, kind of impact groups and discipleship. It's been when you can get people out of their environment and really let them focus on being there, you know, single moms, kids, families, right. fathers in the neighborhood. That's what now we're going to pour the next, you know, decade into really trying to, I hope a lot longer, but that's my focus, at least the next decade of my life pouring into up there at the camp. And so, and I think I've said before, I'd like to live up there eventually, which sounds kind of bizarre, but that's where I'd really like to focus. And so um, after living in the inner city for so long and now out in Pike Road, which is still, my brain's still trying to wrap around that, I'd like to live out there on that property and, and work with people intensively. Um, the other thing we're considering is one of those six-month to 12-month long, well, not six to 10-month long, long-term discipleship um, 
kind of helping men with addiction um, come up there, young men to come up and do maybe a six to nine month long um, intensive for them and let them work on the property. And, and while we kind of bring in the people to work with them um, again, a lot of those places just aren't accessible financially to a lot of people now that at least the people I know <laughs> they're not that accessible. And so we just, the sky's the limit. It feels like we really want to pour into um, people for the kingdom and, and still have a focus on inner city children, but expand our ability to impact people now. If I want to tell somebody else about the ministry that you're doing now, yep. look up camp. Uh, they can look up common ground. They go to, um, Common Ground Montgomery. Yeah. If you look up Common Ground Montgomery, you can either see links to or um, explanations of the camp of, of Onawa. And so that's how you get up to We're not changing our name. We're not changing any of that. Common Ground is where you would send them to. Now, we are in the process between now and the summer of updating all of our stuff. So, you know, it's going to be at various levels. Ground Montgomery, or are you going to drop the Montgomery? That's a great question. Um, you know, we usually we've called it Common Ground. You know, we, we we might, I don't know that we'll drop it. That's something we've got to figure out legally and all that. Um, so, yeah. Well, for slow people like me, Montgomery, whatever the name of the territory is, up where, where the camp is. Understood, yeah. They're now calling it Clanton. It's it's been called Verbena, Billingsley, Clanton. It's confusing because of its location and the GPSs will give it all different city names. Um, I think it's technically Billingsley, but it's Verbena, Clanton, Billingsley. You know, one time at the very beginning, you've done a whole lot, and the other day she said, "Well, I want to go back up there and see it." Well, I I had to struggle to find. It. <laughs> Mine's not too good, but I I found it. But the, the potential up there is tremendous. Beautiful, you know, and so getting people, you know, educated on it, I, yeah. I think, you know, it, you'll get a lot more involved if they can understand. Agree. For me, it's been chicken or the egg kind of thing, meaning how do you get people involved? Um, my experience is it's always been both in. You've got to show them progress and work and pictures of what it's going to be and vision. And then you've... Um, also got to show need and all that. And we, it's been hard because I keep saying, well, as soon as we get the outside of these cabins done, I'm going to be really be able to show all the pictures. <laughs> you know, you drive up and you see the outside. It's not other than a new porch. It doesn't look much different other than windows, doors and a new porch. It still looks like the same outside. And so I want to hurt. We should get those, at least a, a, the model, the one that Trinity, frankly, has given us the finances for all the insides complete. We've got to install the air condition and then stamp the outside. We're going to do stamped. Um, concrete to make them look like stone. We're going to do that um, on the outside and over the next month or so. As soon as I get one done and I can get all the pictures of that, I feel a little more confident than showing pictures of, sorry, um, of where we are. So that's, that's where I am. You got a bunch of interiors done, but not the exterior. And we're almost done. We're 85% done with a big room. That's going to be the main reception area where we bring in the kids and they're there. So that's real close to being done. The floors in, the um, air conditions done, the, the, the new ceiling is up, and now we're going to be staining a lot of the wood ceiling. We're going to be um, putting in new doors and windows over the next month. As soon as that's done, we're going to start you know, showing pictures of where we are, and I can go and start bringing people up there. Um, we're going to do a big dinner to try to bring some people up and see the property, do horseback rides and all that. Hope that we're going to do that before the summer for sure, sometime in the spring. So that's um, – I guess I felt a little embarrassed to bring too many people up there until there's definite signs of this is where we're going. I want you to see where we're going. Um, but 
I need to do it. We're out of money. <laughs> if we didn't sell, if we didn't sell this property to Ken, you know, we would run out at the end of this month. I hate to say that, but we would. That's going to buy us some time. Um, and so at least, at least, you know, four or five, six months for me to go out and continue to raise, um, construction funds is the next thing, kind of capital campaign funds. And that's my full focus right now. So, Bubba, if there's anybody you want to direct, direct them to me and I'll, I'd love to see him, talk to him, give him a tour, you know, anything. And Gay and I come back up there. I would love, I, I'd host you anytime. Just can't do it this week. I'm doing sexual addiction training. <laughs> well, probably, probably, probably training not, not to be addicted, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I might ride with them and come too because yeah. Alan and I talked about going. I never, we never made it. So, yeah. I'd it's love been to come fun. Back. Yeah, we've completed, it's a really beautiful, you don't know, the ones who came, there used to be a big, ugly fort kind of entrance. I mean, it really did look like The Walking Dead, like we were trying to keep the zombies out and, <laughs> um, you know, we, over the last year and a half, we ripped down the fort. We rebuilt a new gate. There's an electric gate there now with a logo on it. We redid the front fencing. Um, it's a real, I mean, it's coming along nice. Um, and the chapel, um, is usable now. We still got to do the bathrooms in the chapel and we're going to do a counseling slash office room in the chapel, but the chapel's functional and usable. The, um, gymnasium's functional and usable. It's not. We still got to do the interior of the gym and then we want to make the outside look like a barn, but it's got AC and, you know, insulation and all the stuff in it. It's usable. And then, um, our biggest problem that I tell you prayer wise, our biggest problem we cannot find an answer for that's reasonable for us is the cafeteria roof is falling in and we need an engineer or somebody to come out and show us how do we, how do we go from here? Where do we go from here to, to jack the roof back up to fix it? Um, that's, we, we've done that. We've redone the roof on the chapel. We've re- redone the roof on the, um, the multi-purpose building. I mean, those were, you know, forty fifty thousand $50,000 projects, um, complete when they were done. I think one was 25 or one was 20. Um, the last roof that we still need to do is over the cafeteria and main building. And we can't do anything with the metal because the roof is, is caving in. So we've just got it temporarily jacked up and we've talked to the Goodwin Mills and Kwood. They said they would help us but we haven't heard from them, you know, in months. And then we talked to, um, uh, we got to give them milk and <laughs> Well, you know, it was just something they said, yeah, we'll look at it. And then, you know, they were doing other things for us and it just kind of fell through the cracks. And so we, that wasn't a call out of you, by the way, I promise. But we're just trying to figure out if I can, I need to get this roof jacked up and stabilized and fixed so I can finish the metal and then we can start working on the cafeteria. Um, that's our number one. You drive, that's our big eyesore. When you drive up the property, you see, there's roof missing and the roof is sagging on the cafeteria. And so that's, um, and it's a danger. I mean, we don't want anybody in there to fall in, you know, and so everything else is in progress and going well, but that roof I've just got no answer for right now. That's a big one for me. I mean, we can get by without the cafeteria because the kitchen is usable, but the actual, but, but it's something I need to get fixed. Um, so I can just one, it's raining in there. You know, there's no way around that because the roof is sagging and the metal's off. If I could get that done, that would that would help in a lot of ways. Fig- figure out how to get it done, you know, economically, because that's going to be pretty expensive, I would assume. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna shift gears on you. Hi, you personally. Thank you for asking. I'm actually doing well. I um, I can speak freely because the only person in my house is a sleeping three year old this minute. Um, I've, I'm I'm doing well. My my I've got you know six people I'm kind of looking after right now you know some of them are in different stages um, as far as children uh, two of mine are in Birmingham working one of them Bryce and Ethan they're working for a, a company that Bryce is being trained to do to take over an area eventually and manage kind of a moving company 
Um, I don't know if you all know Tom and Darby Mitchell, but their son, Whit Mitchell, runs a kind of conglomerate of moving companies now. And Bryce is being trained to manage an area. So that's real exciting for me. Ethan went up there just trying to find himself, I think, a little bit and after he graduated. And he's actually either going to go to Auburn or Alabama this next fall. He's been accepted in Alabama. He's waiting to hear back from Auburn. And so he kind of took a couple years to do some uh, – uh, like animation type stuff. And he found out that's not what he wants to do. So he's ready to go and says he wants to be a counselor now. So he's going to go and do his kind of maybe even artistic, you know, art therapy and things like that. He wants to kind of combine the two. And so I'm excited for him. He's about to do that. Those two two boys are doing really well. My youngest is doing really well. He's a little soccer player. Um, Our struggle has been Levi. I I mean, love the kid to death. He's just like me. And that scares me, you know, with all the trouble I got into at his age. Um, you know, he hasn't been charged as an adult like I was at his age for drug trafficking. So I guess there's always positives there, but he's been struggling real bad. He's actually asked us to consider, you know, moving to another city because he feels like he's lost and struggling. And that's, he's told me, dad, y'all couldn't have put me at a worse school for access to drugs than Pike Road. I, right. I thought, well, that, that's interesting. You know, he says it's just everywhere. And he said, if parents knew how many kids were doing drugs there, from the football team to the baseball team to all the other kids, he said it's it's unreal how many kids are are doing drugs at Pike Road, and so and he's just struggling. He's having a hard time. He's sad. He's dealing with a lot of things, and so he's been my my focus and pain. Um, and then on top of that, I've got a 27 year old you know daughter that's got bipolar and borderline personality disorder, and probably three or four other things that they're still trying to figure out. And that has been h- harder this year than ever. And she's been living with me for the last year, and we just found her a place this week um, to move to um, not far from here. And it feels unstable. She's unstable. She starts work tomorrow for the seventh job this year, and that those are always unstable. And, and um, tried to get her in. She's been in Karastar. She's done a few different things, but it's just it's not very hopeful right now. So that has caused me a lot of stress and pain and money. Um, it's been a lot of money with her um, helping, trying to help her, and so. Um, her being out of my house, honestly, is a very big deal for me. It's just been toxic here, and it's just I don't even want to come home. <laughs> it's been that hard. I don't even want to come to my own house some nights. So she's out um, as of yesterday, and um, I'm now trying to figure out how to get full custody or adoption of her son because um, he's with me all the time now. And so I'm doing well, but that's a lot with, with all the kids. And um, Delta has remarried um, her we're we're actually in a good spot together in terms of parenting the kids and being on the same page and, you know, just trying to figure out what now, you know, what do we do now with this kind of situation? And um, her husband came up with um, just out of nowhere. Uh, well, it's the reason they got married so fast. Um, they were engaged and they found out he had potentially stage four esophageal cancer. Um, okay. They've now found out in the processes that was not quite were as bad as they thought but it's still bad. And so he's at MD Anderson in Houston now for the next month. Um, and Delta's up there um, and they're taking out his esophagus and doing a pretty serious surgery. And um, so it's been really heavy and scary because the boys went from, you know, they're with her halftime, they're with me halftime. They went from hearing that their mom's engaged to overnight. Literally they went to school one day and came home and she was married and the guy had moved in. And so it's just a lot of change, even though they don't, they like him. He's a nice guy. He's not, you know, he's a very respectable guy. I like him. That sounds odd to say, but I really like the guy. He's a good guy, you know? Um, and so they're, that's a lot. It's a lot for the kids to carry emotionally, trying to get used to your mom being married to somebody that's not your dad. And then second, 
oh, by the way, he might be dying. You know, we don't know. Um, we're still trying to figure that out. Oh, by the way, he's got to have his esophagus removed and this, that, and the other. And it's just been a lot. It's been a lot on the kids and, um, they're handling it well. They're talking it out. We're all trying to be on the same page about it and working together well. Um, and I mentioned last time, you know, we, we spoke that, that there's been someone I feel like God's brought in my life that I'm real excited about. And she lives in Chattanooga. So we can't, we haven't figured that out yet. Um, but I'm real excited. I, I, I assume that's going to continue to move forward and, um, yeah, it's 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 beautiful, but it's just it's a lot. It's just confusing. <laughs> I'm up in Chattanooga every two weekends, you know, seeing her. I'm um I've got all these boys and 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 Sierra that I'm trying to deal with, and then on top of that, trusting the Lord will give three million dollars for this camp, you know, <laughs> and, and wanting to see that, and then making transitions for me. I mean, I'll, I'll turn fifty this summer, and um you know, been doing this work eighteen, nineteen years. And it just makes sense with what God's been doing in my life and how he's been leading me to the next phase being at this property and really trying to do intensive pouring into people and pouring into kids and families and um, and bringing in the type of help that I think our kids really need after walking with them all these years. And so partnering with Ken, partnering with Anthony Brock, partnering with Charles Lee and the city are something I'm really excited about. And, um, and, you know, in a, in a, official kind of mentoring situation with Charles. And I want to do more of that with some of the young African-American um, urban ministry leaders. So I guess that's what getting old means, right? Is that right, Bob? Am I old yet? Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Cause I'm older than you. <laughs> well, I don't know that I got the energy to chase, you know, 14 year olds in the projects anymore, but <laughs> Well, wow, that is a lot. Well, we're going to, we can just transition right into a time of prayer for you. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything, I mean, you'd like to add for us to specifically pray for? Or kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, on the personal front, I, like I said, it sounds wild. I mean, I want everybody knowing this, but I, I'm telling the mission committee, but yeah, I, I see us being married in the next year and me trying to have to do some sort of military feel where I'm traveling to see her and then going back to my assignment, you know, for a season and, I've got three and a half years before um, the boys are out of school and I'm not going anywhere. I mean, we'd like to be on this property together, but she's got um, a situation too where she can't really leave for at least a couple of years. And um, we're just trying to figure out what does that look like? You know, I don't want to be apart from the woman I think God's brought to me to marry, but on the other hand, life is short, you know, and, and I don't, you know, I don't, we don't want to be apart too much longer. So we're trying to figure that out. And then uh, ministry wise, um, I'm just really excited about the ther- again, the therapeutic aspect of being able to evangelize people in the middle of pain and in the middle of um, kind of them trying to figure out in, in the middle of hopelessness, where do I go from here? And, you know, being able to hear the voice of the Lord, being able to hear the gospel, being able to see the people of God rally in a way that, that you know, in, that shows love in the middle of some of that pain. I mean, it's been the same expression through Montgomery Christian. It's been the same expression through Common Ground all these years, through Ken Austin with Mercy House. You know, being able to focus and serve them now in a new capacity is exciting for me. So I think just praying that that that'll all come together, that we'll find the right people, the the right donors, the right people to walk with us, um, and develop something really really special up there that um, I think will be a gift, you know, for the the area, a gift for Montgomery, a gift for all around for for evangelism and and freedom to see people entangled and so just that camp you know that same vision of it and what we're doing just pray for that and then um 
yeah, financially, that would it certainly would relieve a lot of challenge and stress to raise more money. So <laughs> that's how everybody always says, but it's really true when you're trying to build something, you know. Um, and then I think my children, Levi, I'm praying for Levi. He's a wonderful kid. He's got all the ability in the world. He's just, he's struggling with his own trauma and pain. You know, he's going through a lot. And, um, so that'd be, that'd mean a lot to me to pray for him. Um, and so, and then, uh, a sagging roof on the cafeteria would be a very specific, <laughs> a very specific one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, well, we'll move to a time of prayer. Bubba, time will close, and anybody who would like to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for letting us listen to BK this morning, what he has so much on his plate, and he has been faithful for, for so long, and it's, to me, sitting here, it's just kind of overwhelming, but uh, you can take care of everything. Lord, uh, we come to you now just asking for wisdom for BK, uh, for his personal life, uh, for the ministry, uh, for his children, for everything that, that's going on. And uh, I pray that you would be with him. And uh, Lord, I just uh, as I look at all these things. I, I think of his commitment to this kind of work years ago, coming to Montgomery and uh, starting uh, Common Ground and really not having much to work with there and starting from scratch and uh, growing uh, the ministry in Montgomery and then moving up to the to the camp and where his heart is, Lord. I just think about all the hurting people that uh, have been brought into his life and he continues to, to reach out and, and work with them. So I, I lift up his family first, Lord, that you would be with them, his children particularly, Levi and what he's going through, and he'll work through the, uh, uh, I, I guess some, I won't say struggle, but the work to take, make it available for, for he to get married this morning and continue to do uh, the camp work and for his wife to do what she needs to do there in, in, in Chattanooga. And uh, Lord, the potential here is just uh, so tremendous, yet as we look, we see we have so many people all around that the people he reaches out to, Lord, we have them all over our community and everywhere. So uh, just be with him. And Lord, I pray the money would come, that he needs the money to to do what's going on, that he can find the, the, the resources, and then, Lord, he can get more people, more churches, more uh, ministries involved in what he's doing so that he can be a, a, an encouragement to everybody around. So, Lord, I, I just lift up the roof. Uh, Lord, the uh, um, uh, situation there and for, for Delta's husband's health situation, Lord, that, that is just really uh, a challenge. So, Lord, uh, but we have to turn to you, Lord, knowing that you uh, will give us difficult things to go through and Brian has had his share over the years so that you would encourage him and uh, you would know he would know where you, his strength comes from. So, uh, again, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for Brian. I thank you for his part in this whole process and you may continue to be with him and just show us here at Trinity, us uh, on the missions uh, involved with missions, how we can be a part of this particular ministry to, to help people. So, uh, and bring them to your loving grace. So 
I just thank you for this time and this update and to hear what's going on and be with VK, I pray in Christ's name. Lord, thank you for allowing us this time this morning to um, come here and learn more about all the different things going on with, with Brian and Common Ground and the camp, Lord. We just ask that you be with them in the, um, the months ahead, Lord, as they do construction, as they raise money, as they uh, just want to bring the gospel to people who are hurting, Lord. We just ask that you will bless us, bless his um, family, Lord, be with his, his children and his, his grandson, could possibly become his son. Lord, I pray that you be with his um, Delta and her husband, Lord, and, and his friend in Chattanooga, Lord. We just pray that you will bring all these things together for your good and for our good and your glory, Lord. And we just ask for the finances to come and the ability for us to see this camp prosper and bring others to um, Christ. So we just ask it's all in your name. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for um, what the uh, the work that you have done um, in this city and now expanded to other places through Common Ground. I uh, just thank you for for Brian and his faithfulness. Um, it, I know it's not been easy for him in so many ways. Uh, there are many challenges, and yet um, we give you praise for the way this has gone, and you certainly impacted lives and have changed lives through Brian's efforts and, and those who've come alongside him. Um, we pray that that would continue, Father. We know that um, the gospel does change hearts and minds and lives, and it takes many other uh, tools um, to be a part of this, as, as Brian has just described even. And so the the wellness, the, the mental wellness um, uh, to, to, to uh, overcome many of the life challenges that, that these young folks have experienced in West Montgomery and other places and Pike Road. Um, Lord, we, we just are continually reminded that we live in a broken world and yet we are grateful for the, the light of the gospel to come in and by your power, by the work of your spirit to change lives. And so we pray for Brian, pray for his efforts um, in these many directions that he's just described, and that you would sustain him spiritually, emotionally, and, and physically. We pray that you would provide the resources um, to continue the work in this camp and the, these cabin renovations. Um, the, the, the work still remaining to be done in the gym and the chapel, and, and, and particularly the ceiling on the cafeteria. And we pray that you would provide the right um, um, expertise and, and um, ability and, and certainly the financial resources to complete the roof on that um, building and that all of these plans would come together and, and just to see them unfold even this summer as, as plans are being made to bring different groups in. Lord, we ask that you would bless this ministry for the sake of your kingdom. And pray that even in, in today, as, as Brian works and deals with these different issues, um, that he would see your hand at work in those. And as for us as well, that we would um, be conscious of your hand um, 
on our lives and be committed to serve and glorify you. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brian, hey, one more question. Who's on your board? So still have um, the four new ones. So we had two boards at one point. We just merged them. So the the ones that just came on are Jeff Welch, um, Craig Vincent, uh, Bo Daniel, Anthony Gordon. Um, I'm leaving somebody out. Bo, oh Tom Trailer. They're they're um, they're the new ones, and then the other ones are in the process of rolling off. So John Steiner is maybe technically still on the board, but he's going to roll off for a season. Um, really, most of the the previous board are rolling off at this point because they've been there for so long. Um, but uh, Jay Black, um, Anya, I'm trying to think of her name. She's a Beasley Allen attorney. Um, technically, Aaron Fleming's still on the board, but I think he's about to roll off. And um, let's see. Uh, the two that may come over are Brian Roth and um, – I'm blank. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. My Anybody from Trinity – Yes, um, I'm going blank. My brain's not working. Give me one second. Um, Ken Williams? No, no, he hasn't been on the board in a while. Uh, my brain is – I'm right. struggling. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me hey, do this. Hey, that's all right. Yeah, there is, there's one Trinity member. Okay. We can figure uh, that out. We can figure that out. Hey, yeah. also, look at your calendar again for next Wednesday, the 21st. You were going to check to see if you had um, – you could come to our midweek missions market. Right. I. Yeah, I've got it on the calendar. Oh, good. Okay. And if you want to bring your grandson, we can – I probably I probably will have to. Kids <laughs> <laughs> here, they have activities. Okay. He's wild. He's fun. Oh, good. <laughs> Brian, who at Goodwin Mills did you talk to? Uh, so let me look that up too. Hold on. There was, um, they, you know, they brought out a group, um, and did a lot of, like, did a service day. Um, they did done two of them. And one of the, so, uh, my brain, give me one second. I will remember this. Um, Lynn? They, they spoke to him, um, cause they were working on a cabin design. You know, they did do our cabin design for us. And then one of the guys came out and saw and said, oh, I'll go back and get them to talk to him. I can get that in. Matt Kemp can have that answer today. I can find out all the guys we've talked to. He's been kind of spearheading that. But, yeah, it, um, who else is over there other than Fred? Who's some of the – well, there's a lot of engineers. But. I'm trying to think. Uh, Chuck Baltner maybe or Fred oh. Or Bill Wallace, or yeah, Bruce Sharp. Bruce Sharp kind of got all this going before he left. Okay. Yeah, he's, is he gone now, or is he kind of very part time? Uh, he is gone. He's retired. Yeah. So he got it going. He got everybody coming out there. Um, and it's a, I, I swear, I, I'm having usually I've been doing better with my brain, but I cannot remember. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I get you that information. Well, I don't know where to send it, but I'll tell you. You can text it to text me. To Julie, yeah. You can text it to me. I'll find out. Let me ask Matt. I might can get it right now. But um, let's see. I'm just going to call him. Matt will know exactly. If you don't mind, I'll get him on the phone. And... <laughs> That's the easy way. Yes, sir. He's up there working this morning. So. Hey, I got you on speaker, uh, and I'm talking to the – Trinity Missions 
um, folks and they're praying for us and seeing how they can help. And the question just came up, who at Goodwin Mills and Kaywood had looked at that roof for us? That was, um, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep them all straight. <laughs> and you work there. Yeah. I'm getting to you. But Bane wasn't the one that came out here, though. Who's yeah. the other guy that we went and sat down and got? No, not Bruce. Uh, he's saying Bane. Yeah, I know Bane. Okay. Bane was one of them, but I felt like there was a second one we talked to that's not Bane. Bane and Bruce, and then you had uh, the intern. Well, yeah. I feel like there's another one, though. All right. Well, that's at least Bane definitely has been out here. You're on the road. <laughs> no, no. Well, thanks for being here, Brian. All right. Thank you all so much. All right. We'll be in touch. Bye. See you next week. All right. Bye.